Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. SEN Fridays in the Top End with Raf and Robbie and myself, Jacko, in the Brinken studio this morning. Plenty of interesting results last weekend in the NTFL Round 4. The round kicked off with the Darwin Buffaloes 15-13-103, defeating Palmerston 11-5-71 at Kazaley's out in Palmerston. A very late start, that one, the 8pm start. Um, a few little complaints during the week in the lead-up to that one, but 8pm start, got it done. 32 points in favour of the Buffaloes. Did that result, I'm assuming it didn't surprise you, Rob, but what was the take on that one? Didn't surprise me, but the first half I did. They were think very that competitive, buffs, weren't they, Mike? Yeah, or was I, it more? Sorry, was it more uh, negative to buffs? I, I was, yeah, negative bad, towards yeah. buffs. Yeah, yeah as you expect. About right. Yeah, um, I thought the other buffs defensive pressure wasn't up early, and then um, they definitely turned it on in the end. And the um, skipper gave us a spray. Yeah, well, uh, that's how I've seen it, watching it from home. But the, uh, your comment about the lateness of the game, I agree. I, I went to bed at three-quarter time, <laughs> so <laughs> I was mm. stuffed. But no, yeah. I d so yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add. But I definitely I definitely puts Buffs in a top-three perspective if Matho can qualify and Robbo. Um, you got some really handy fly-ins. So I think Cameron Stokes will have his hands full mm. picking those three fly-ins because they're all highly credentialed, aren't they? Yeah, well, they've had... A good start to their bus career. Obviously, Robbo's a bit more familiar than Matheson, but 38 possessions, Reese Matheson, 17 ground ball gets, 11 clearances. Uh, Mitch Robinson, 36 possessions, two goals. I thought Robinson was best on ground. Yep. Mick Yaron was judged best by Cammy Stokes, I believe, might have been the person who chose that medal. But um, he was very good too in his first game in Buffalo's colours, as was Blake Coleman. But the top three for mine were probably... Robinson, Matheson and Stokes or maybe if you can switch up the order a little bit but I thought those three in the engine room were very good Jared Stokes had 26 possessions and two goals Asana, Matt Watkins, five goal four up forward, he's somewhat of a surprise packet, he's kicked 40 goals in the Central Murray League flying in this year and has had something like 17, 18 19 scoring shots in his two games already so if he could just straighten up the radar a little bit more, he'd have some big bags under his belt already, the big Haas Yeah, if you're going to talk about players of the round for being most effective he had 12 touches kick 5-4 and 2 score assists doesn't get more doesn't really get much more effective than that does it so, that's what you want from your forwards yeah he could have he could have kicked 7 obviously kicking 5-4 you're going to miss a couple but mm. could have went 7-2 but um, that one-two punch of Matheson and Robinson's always going to hold bus in good stead against any team isn't it any yeah. midfield group and it complements Stokes, Stokes obviously yeah it complements yeah. Stokes a bit as well you got those inside balls um, Robbo's a bit inside and outside, and then mm. Jared's are very good at both at both as well. But he can go on the outside. But it was busted what they needed to do. I think last week I tipped them to win by forty, and they won by thirty-two. So not too far off there. So that's good to that's see good. Um, Timmy Eldridge back out there too. Um, you know, after the few scares he's had, um, mm. how's how's he going? He's yeah. doing all right. He had well. a rolled ankle yep. earlier in the preseason, so that was his first game back. He's a fiery little man, Raph, oh, yeah, uh, Timmy Eldridge. <laughs> and him and Wilsey, Philip Wills from Palmerston, were going at it for the majority of the game. Ah, nice. So, um, yeah, there's no... Uh, he loves it, Timmy Eldridge. He wears his heart on his sleeve. The and, and another one I, I see on there that's back as well as Calvin Williams. So, you know, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's got the talent to be whatever he wants that follow. And, you know, when I played a few games with him in the basketball, there's dingoes the last few seasons. And just to see him the way he moves and... Good mm. to see him back on the footy field 
because I remember his first few early seasons, he played a couple of games for St. Mary's when I first got back to Darwin. And yeah. you know, I'd wish he was one of those blokes that stayed and, you know, really committed because he, uh, he's got talent to burn. So good to see Calvin back out there as well. Yeah, well, he was a talented kid. He obviously, not obviously, but he had a draft camp invite about yeah. 10 years ago. And um, just his bread and butter is his spoiling. And you look at that five spoils, six one percenters, really adds a lot to that Buffalo's defence. And he'll play mm. again this weekend nice. against the Tiwi Bombers. So commiserations to Palmerston. They had a good effort on the weekend. I think Ashton Ham, 27 disposals. Young had 20. Philip Wills really led from the front, 19 touches. Lucas Edmonds, probably their best player, uh, 16 disposals and four goals. So a pretty good performance from Palmerston Magpies, who lost Jonty Patrick, their vice-captain, really early in the contest. But Buffaloes were challenged. Um, the skipper really put it on us at half time and, and got the job done in the end. So Stokes obviously played a big role in that with his 26 touches, two goals. Some of the other players we haven't mentioned yet were the Euroa boys from the Golden Valley Football League, which is a really strong competition. Lockie Hill had 17 disposals and played a good game. And Nathan Stewart, who was thrown into the ruck, and he's just an undersized ruckman, probably only about the 188, 190 centimetres, but 13 disposals, 17 hitouts, um, are pretty good numbers, like seven hitouts to advantage when you compare the other ruckman had more hitouts, um, but, but less to advantage. So Stewart would be a good backup option and we'll have to do a lot of the rucking this week with Chris Atkinson out due to injury. So, um, yeah, good good versatility there, I think, in the Buffaloes side and, and they'd be happy. We'd be happy, of course, with the 3-0 and zero start. So, um, I had a yeah. bit of a tear in my eye when I realised Nicky Yarram was going back to the <laughs> Buffaloes. Um, so, yeah, he looks good in double blue, mate. Yeah, he's, you know, gone back to keep the family, get all the family back on board and happy and, you know, um, yep. yeah, hope all the best to Nicky Yarram. Plenty more to come <laughs> here on SEN Fridays in the Top End. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. SEN Fridays in the Top End. Guru Robbie Hale and Raf Clark is joined by myself, Jacko. We are in Brinken recording. Look, the big game last weekend in the NTFL, in my opinion, was Southern Districts defeating Pint, 20 goal, 17, 137 to the Green Answers, 4-4-28 at TAO Stadium last weekend. Very hot conditions, and boy, the Crocs were hot, weren't they, uh, Robbie? Arguably the informed team in the competition at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, or definitely from the round, that was a massive mm-hmm. win. And um, speaking to Shannon Rusker and a few of the districts boys, they did say they would be happy to be 2-2 two and two by mm. round four because they had a fair few players that still hadn't made their way up and they were sort of going into their reserve sort of um, stocks. And not the easiest draw. And not an easy draw. So we, we tipped them, but we didn't like we wouldn't have um, massive confidence in tipping them considering Pints' form the week before. Uh, is there, there's alarm bells for Pints, though. Yeah. How strong are those alarm bells ringing, Rob? Strong enough that I'm not tipping them this week, and I and but that's against St Mary's. Like, is it on their home ground? Does it make you think? Because there's going to be a there's going to be a battle for that fifth, sixth position, um, Rob. Like, districts Waratah and St Mary's look pretty stable, and then you've got obviously Buffaloes have started the season very, very well, three and zero, and then hopefully going four and zero this weekend. Nycliffe rate themselves as a genuine contender and of course so do points so that mm. six doesn't fit into five Rob so games like this which hurt your percentage are massive yeah well, if I was doing on a power rankings I'd have them six right now Pint. Um so yeah that sort of puts it where it's at doesn't it so um, I think yeah. the Crocs 
uh, like they have had their question marks as well this year. Obviously, round one was a disappointing result uh, by the Crocs, and then they weren't overly convincing against the Tiwi Bombers. But last week was a massive step in the right direction. They had five players who had over 25 disposals. So Bo Schwartz continued his really good form with 26 touches. Matt Dennis had 27. Jake McQueen's been excellent. He had 28. And then the players we mentioned before, Jed Anderson and Matt Johnston, um, both had 30 possessions on the weekend as well. Stanley Waistcoat came in, and he's a young player, a potential draft prospect, uh, Tennant Creek, I believe. And yep. he kicked five goals and looked really, really classy um, on the weekend. I thought Jared Brander played maybe his best game or one of his better games in the Crocs Cup. Um, I think he might have got concussed in round one, so had a bit of a shaky start there, a bit of an unfortunate start. But he's looking pretty good now, Brander. Um, the captain, Dean Staunton, is just playing his role every week. Matthew Mazzini is a player we don't mention probably as much as we could, but he's a really good defensive player as well. So the Crocs are in a really good spot. Over at Pints, obviously, look, is it that, you know, is it the daytime curse, Rob? Did, that, did yeah. that strike again? I, 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 is it? Like, it's got to be more than that, though. It's got to be more than that. It's quite concerning. Um, 109 points. That's their biggest loss in history. Yep. Um, They're highly competitive last year as well. And looking at their team list from last week, the team list doesn't look too bad. Mm. So definitely probably doesn't warrant that scoreline. Well, as you said, they went in favour. Yeah, and kicking four goals for a game of footy in men's footy when you're playing 100 minutes of footy, mm. that's not great. 37 scoring shots to eight. Was pretty one-sided. The yep. inside 50s look just as lopsided. Well done to Nakaya Cockatoo, who returned 14 disposals and a couple of goals. That would have been a big kick for him, playing alongside his brother. Um, so, great work by the Crocs. Sort of not much more, you know, the old, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all about Pints, really, when it comes to their performance last weekend. So, they'll need to regroup and reload against St. Mary's, and we'll talk about that game soon. Let's move on, shall we? St. Mary's defeated Wanderers last weekend, too. Uh, got the job done pretty easily, which is sort of what you said on the show. Uh, the final score was 18-21, to 8-3-51. So, again, comprehensive in the scoring shots there and the inside 50 numbers and all of that stuff. Jackson Calder, the star with seven goals. He has a good record against Wanderers. He regularly takes Wanderers apart. Joel Garner really is a good inclusion. Um, Ex-Port Adelaide player and has played some big games in local footy this year, as well as at VFL level with Footscray, I believe. So they're just going okay at the moment, St Mary's. They're winning the games um, that they need to win. And, and as always, as they do every year, they put themselves in a really good position after round five, round four. Yeah, I think they're going more than just okay, I reckon. Um, if I was, you know, if I had to put my life on the line, I'd probably have them as premiership favourites right now, just from what I'm seeing. Um, I do think it's a quite an e even competition, though. Yes, Raph? Just uh, one that think they like popped up that I'd... Uh, Young Bo Tedcastle, I've heard he's found himself um, playing across half back or down mm. back. Is, is that um, definitely true? further up the field? Yeah, yeah, so that's that's good to see. And um, I think he he sort of heard that when he was playing at the, uh, down at VFL with Richmond. I think they sort of tried him down back a bit, and it's actually good to see that he's put his hand up to move around and mm. not to sit in the forward line and wait for it to come to him because he's got talent to burn and he, he's quite fit and can can run all day. So hopefully he continues that and plays probably on a wing and a half back. I'd like to see that. Yeah, 100%. Um, it'd be disrespectful to say St Mary's are carrying players. I certainly don't think they're carrying players, but I think their bottom sort of handful of players aren't as good as Districts and Waratah. I so think. you're saying if I get a kick this weekend, I'm I might be a chance? chance right. It's like you and a half back. Yeah, I think, I, think, oh, that's, I think that's correct, but I don't think I'd over-analyse it to the point. I think Saints play a very much like a role player sort of roles. Your bottom end players don't need to do a whole lot. When you've got 
the top end players that they've got. I think that sort of carries it carries it a bit as well. But yeah, I think Bo's been playing wing. I haven't sort of seen him at half back. I'm still a little bit of the belief that at the moment, until you know, blokes like Glover and. Uh, the guys they've Garner and the ones they've brought in, I still think they're a bit of a two-man team, three-man team. I think you stop Lant and Calder and you're pretty much done. Or stop one of Lant and Paredes, only one of them. Stop one of them and then stop Calder. And you'll go a long way to winning at this stage. But look, uh, what's the point of being negative on St Mary's? They are arguably the best team in the competition at the moment alongside you know a handful of teams at the moment. They've won by 78 points on the weekend. Um, Calder is looking ripe for another Dennis Dunn trophy. Uh, Paredes, 28 touches, one goal, four. Dylan Lant, 33 touches, two goal, four. So it really could have been worse for Wanderers had those two players had the radar straightened. As you mentioned before, Ralph, Ted Castle's having a very good season. Um, 17 possessions, just doing his role. Glover and Garner both had good games. Seth Harris, the young fella from uh, Frankston Way, he had a really good game as well. So he had the Rising Star nomination a few weeks before that. They're looking pretty good, St Mary's. It's good to see they're playing some kids as well. There's five players in uh, the side name tonight that I've coached in premierships at ju- uh, junior level at the footy club, so that's good to see. Yep, no, yeah, it's good nice. to... Young Benny Brown. Yeah, Benny Brown Benny back. Brown's back, that's yep. awesome to see. Yep, definitely. On to Nightcliffe and Tiwi. Is there much to report there, Clarkie? Were you surprised by the result? Uh, I thought they'd be a little more competitive the Tiwi Bombers. So Nightcliffe 18-12, 120, defeated Tiwi 7-12-54. Um, I think, yeah, we probably need to pay a bit more respect for the Tigers. Like, they're getting the job done. They've got a dangerous forward line. Brett Kennedy and Michael Mummery have both been strong up forward. Their midfield rotation's looking good. They sort of had a different flying group this week than what they did the previous week. Uh, I didn't see Tardrew's name mentioned and um, Cooper Darms and players like that that played the previous week, those State League boys they introduced. Um, but, oh, sorry, Darms did play. My bad. That was a really good observation of me. Um, but, yeah, I think the Tigers are up there at the moment. Like, if, if if they were to put their hand up and say, hey, we're not getting as much love as some of these other teams are, but, you know, our, our win-loss record stacks up there, I think they'd be fair enough. They sort of have to be tested against some better teams coming up soon, um, but they're getting the job done. They had a little good on the weekend against the Bombers. Um, we can talk about Tiwi. I suppose they everything was positive coming from the Bombers camp in the last sort of six or seven weeks and that might have been the first little hurdle that they'll have to overcome so what was your take on that one? Yeah I was I thought Tiwi were a slight chance I mean we both said that like we were contemplating tipping them Um, so I guess yeah I I thought they'd probably have more sort of Victorian sort of recruits up here living um, than what they've got but at the same time you do want to play some locals but I think it needs to be a bit more of a balance there Mm. Um, so I was and I don't and we did flag last week about Brody Philo about some, some like doing something with him and it seems like that sort of fell through. Yeah. Um Philo had thirty six. But in another upside, um Petros, my boy Politus, is at the gym yesterday with him, yarning with him and he's happy with his um midfield minutes and, and he's reflecting that. Twenty four disposals, seven inside fifties and two goals. That's a pretty good game and hopefully he can continue to get those midfield minutes. But um Tiwi, yeah, it was an interesting one, but they get a bit of a chance to rectify it against Buffaloes. They do. Uh, I thought Ovens and Murray Gunn, Riley Bias showed a bit for the Bombers, and Brendan Cantillo is having an excellent season. I think he'd have to be leading the club's best and fairest at this stage. Well, top end 10 chance. That just about wraps up round four. We are going to go to, yeah, Waratah did have the buy, which was, didn't come at the best time for Waratah, really, which we can discuss a little bit later, but not the most opportune time for the buy, Waratah. 
plenty more to come. We are going to discuss everything that's going on in the Women's Premier League, and it has been a dramatic opening to the season in the Women's Premier League. Um, and then, of course, we have all the next week's games, sorry, this weekend's games, NTFL Round 5, and we're hoping to still be joined by Shannon Rusker, Southern District's Premiership coach, Shannon Rusker, that is. Stay with us, SEN, Fridays in the Top End. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am, this is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.